Welcome to the Pastor Nora King Podcast. We're confident that the message you're about to hear will enhance and empower your life in God. Now, here's Pastor Nora. When we talk about power boosting your life, we're talking about the time in our life to where, you know, we just feel drained, uh, you know, lots of things are going on, maybe we're just being pulled on from every side, and so we just need that charge. And I gave you the example, uh, you know, I have my iPhone. How many of you have iPhones? I mean, I love that thing. I do all my emails and texts, you know, and get online, do everything I do from just that little phone. Even my study, when I go into my study, it, I, get, I, I used to have all these books out everywhere. I don't do that anymore. I get my phone out and I've got my Bible program. I've got my Strong's Concordance. I've got multiple translations of the Bible. It's all right there. And I'm just going crazy with it, you know. But the thing about it is when I come to the end of usually that study time, you know, I'll, I'll get uh, something that comes on and, and tells me that my battery is getting low. You understand what I'm saying? Because I'm using it. I'm, I'm expending uh, the, the energy from the battery by using it so much. Well, that's the way our, our spiritual and emotional lives are. We give out, you know, we go through things, we have to minister. You know, it takes a lot of faith and takes a lot of emotional drain many times to face the things that we face. And then we just like that iPhone or your tablet or, you know, your computer, it has to be charged up. So I started thinking about this and I, 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 we, we just want to get a power boost, you know. Sometimes you don't have 10 days to fast, you know, and, 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 and two weeks to do something. You just need something and you need to get back on track quick. Do you know what I'm talking about? Now, do I believe that this is the, the way to live your life? No. And so I'm not telling you something that, you know, fly by the seat of your pants and live this way. But I'm telling you, if you're here tonight and you need that boost and you need that charge, there, there's ways from the Word of God. And, and we're talking about those. And, you know, I, I know because of my own experience, there's so many times that I find myself, Lord, I should do more. I should be better at that. I should pray more. I should read my Bible more. I should be doing that, you know. And how many times do we go to the Lord and ask Him to forgive us, you know, for sins of omission? You know what I'm talking about? Omitting these things in our life because we get so caught up and we get so busy. I mean, it's over and over again. And, and you know, that's why I'm so glad when Jesus told Peter how many, you know, and Peter said, how many times should I forgive? And he said, it's endless, in other words, you know. And, and I'm so glad he said that because I find myself going back, not always for the same thing, but going back to the Lord when I fail and when I'm not doing what I need to do spiritually. But I'm so thankful that God does not expect me to be perfect and neither does he expect you to be perfect. But now he does expect us to be obedient and follow him and do what the Bible says. But when we mess up, thank God, we have a way to come back to him. And I, I talked a little bit about this and I'm not going to go into it and it's not even on my notes, but, but the people of God need to know this. First John 1, 9, when you confess your sin, your sins of omission, you know, failing to read the Bible, failing to, you, you mean, 
I should, I should confess that? Yes, because that's a part of what we should be doing. So if we don't do it, confess it. And he's faithful and just. And what does he do? He forgives us. And then what? He cleanses us. I'm so thankful for the cleansing power of the blood of Jesus. So thankful for that. Not only does he forgive me, but he wipes that out. As far as the east is from the west, he removes my sin. How wonderful is that? Now, people might not forgive your sin. People not, might not let you out of a situation where you've done something and they might bring it up to you over and over again, but the Father won't do it. Jesus Christ won't do it. If it's under the blood, it's not remembered anymore. Now, if you, if you haven't confessed it, see, what, really when it says confess, I think it is the Amplified Bible in 1 John 1, 9, it means admit. Just admit. You know, some people live their whole life not admitting things. Well, that was... You know, my mother did that to me, and that's why I'm like I am. You know, it's unfortunate. Parents can do some things to their kids, and it's not good. And then, you know, whatever, your workplace or whatever. And, and, and it's not good, and it shouldn't be. But it still don't have a victim mentality. Don't have the victim mentality. You might have been mistreated. You might not have, uh, uh, you know, come out right the, the way someone uh, did you in, in life, whether it was family or co-worker or whatever the case may be. But don't be a victim. Be a victor. And see, you can be a victor if you admit to the Lord your shortcomings and where you fall short. That's so important, and not carry that stuff. Well, you know, if I, you know, I won't talk about it, and nobody'll know it. You know, that's not true. Most of the time, other people can look at our lives, and they can see those hurt places. They can see those wounds that we've not worked our our way through, and we hold that unforgiveness, and that's a sin. What someone did to us, they sinned. You see what I'm saying? But if we don't ever release it. We can't go forward because we're not forgiven because we don't forgive. But now, am I saying, I tell you what, and I, I've said this many times when I've talked to people, I don't want to get too far off, off here, but you know, I have to believe God leads you to say some things, you know, when you're speaking. But, but you know what, if there was an abuser in your life, a sexual abuser or a physical abuser in your life, you know what I would do? I would let the authorities, I'd forgive them, but I'd let the authorities deal with it. I sure would. Don't let them get off like that. Let the laws of the land be played out in their life. Now, I believe that with all of my heart. And I don't think there's one, well, that, then that would mean I don't forgive. No, 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 no. You can forgive, you can release, and turn it over to the authorities. And let them deal with it, with the laws of the land. You know, for whatever that's worth. Okay? So... Um, uh, what I want to talk to you uh, about, just begin to uh, go over this just a little bit. Uh, the first thing to power boost your life is to ask God to help you get back on track. Jeremiah 33, 3. And what does it say? Call on him and he will answer you and he'll reveal to you remarkable secrets. In other words, when you're off track, when you need to emotionally and spiritually get charged and get back on track, who do you go to? Your mother, your father, 
No, you go to God. You call upon him. God, help me. I need help. Rescue me. Like Aretha said, rescue me, you know? And then the second th thing I talked about to, uh, to boost your um, life is to read one chapter in the Bible that day. You don't have time for anything, so get your Bible out. Read one chapter. Well, that's not enough. We've got to read, you know. We've got to read for two hours. Look, I'm talking about power boost in your life, and you've gone six months without reading, so get a chapter. Amen. Smile. <laughs> I'm getting too close for comfort, I can tell. But Proverbs 4.20, and I'm not going to turn you back there, but it talks about how the Word of God is life and its strength and its health. It's like medicine to your flesh. So take a good dose of the medicine. Get into the Bible. Just read one chapter if that's all the time you have. Then read one chapter. There's a lot of times I get up in the morning and I'm just groggy and I'm tired. You know, nobody else feels that way but me. I understand. I know that. <laughs> yeah, that is pretty funny, isn't it? Because we all are the same way. Some people are morning people. I mean, you know, they can just bounce up in the morning. Oh, good morning. Isn't this a wonderful day? It's like I stay away from those people. I know. <laughs> It's like, yes, it's a wonderful day. <laughs> uh, I've told you many times I go to my blinds in my bedroom, you know, when I get out of the bed and I'm just going over there saying, this is the day that the Lord, <laughs> I'm telling you my secrets now. But it's the Word of God. And when you put the Word of God in, it's health and it's medicine to your flesh, to your emotions, to your spirit. And I've told you, uh, I like to read, I love Proverbs, and a lot of times I will read one Proverbs, a proverb every day, but I really like Psalms. And when I go to Psalms, it just seems like that, that it builds me up, that, that it helps me to see, you know, though there's difficult things that I'm facing, just like David and, and the people in the book of Psalms, God came and he rescued them. His, the enemies were about to, you know, attack. The enemies were after them, trying to ride them down. And what happened? God lifted them up out of the middle of it. And those Psalms just bring, I don't know, it just brings faith to my heart. And you know, you're, you're different than me. I'm different than you. So you have to figure out what it is that will boost your soul in that way out of the Word of God. But now, again, you can't stay on the, this power boost forever, you've got to, to get where you need to be and then pick it up and go with it the way you need to. You understand what I'm saying? So another way to power boost your soul is to pray in tongues for at least five minutes without distractions. Well, I just tell you, I pray for two hours in the Spirit. Well, aren't you holy? <laughs> I hope you do. I'm not making fun of it. I hope you do. But that's not true for a lot of people. And so five minutes is going to make a huge difference. 
When you go into your prayer closet and you're not stopping, you just pray in tongues. And we talked about, we don't have time to go to the scripture, 1 Corinthians 14, Romans 8. It talks over there about praying in the Holy Spirit and how that you, in 1 Corinthians 14, that you charge, you build up, you edify your spirit when you speak in other tongues. We're not talking about a tongue to be interpreted in the assembly. We're talking about your personal, private, devotional prayer tongues. That's what I'm talking about. Five minutes and don't stop. Just let it flow. You say, well, I only have a few words. Use it. If you got, I, when I got filled with the Holy Spirit and received my prayer language, I think I got three or four syllables. And that was it. And I just kept using it. And one day it just turned into a language and I pray and I don't even think about it now, you know. But I, I just didn't have any teaching. We've got all kinds of teaching you can get here about the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And so that's very, very important. Now, I want to get into the fourth thing tonight um, uh, about power boosting your life, and that is to be filled with the Spirit. And you say, I'm not talking about to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit, because if you want to be baptized in the Holy Spirit, you can do that before you leave. Many of you are, some of you aren't. But if you want to receive that, you can receive it tonight. But that is not what I'm talking about. What I'm talking about in being filled filled with the Holy Spirit is when after you receive the baptism and you are, you know, just living life, going through life, ministering to people, taking care of your family, taking care of your obligations, you know, church life, everything else, and you find yourself a vessel that's leaking, a vessel that's depleted. You understand what I'm saying? Because when you're full and you, you know, you're ministering out of your spirit, out of your life, then it begins to go down and, and that feeling of the spirit begins to be diminished. And so you have to fill up again. You see what I'm saying? So I want you to turn with me to Ephesians 5 as we talk about this fourth thing here. In Ephesians 5, and verse number um, 18, and, and I'm not going to read all this before it, but it, it, would, it would be well for you to do that at, at a time. It talks about redeeming the time because the days are evil. If they were in that time, how much more are they now as we're, you know, about to see Jesus come back to this earth and, and get his church and it's more evil than ever before. And so he goes on to say, be wise and understand what the will of the Lord is in these evil times. He says in verse number 18, and be not drunk with wine wherein is excess, but be filled with the Spirit. Now, it's really interesting in the Amplified Bible, it talks about be ever filled with the Spirit. So you have this experience of the baptism of the Holy Spirit, this encounter of the gift of God that he gives you, but then he says be ever filled. And especially in the days that you're living in, understand something you need to stay full of the Spirit. Now remember, we're talking about power boosting your life. And he says, be not drunk with wine wherein is excess, but be filled, or one translation says, be being filled. 
It's a continuous action. It doesn't happen one time. See, we're under the, uh, the misconception that you get filled with the Holy Spirit and then that's it. No, you, you have to be being filled with the Spirit because like I said, you're, you're depleted and you're, all, you're ministering out and you're living out of the fullness. And so when it, the, the, it begins to wane, then you've got to get filled again. Now, I think it's really interesting here it's talking about this feeling of the Holy Spirit. It compares it to a person that's intoxicated. Drinking, you know, hard drink. You know what I'm saying? Liquor. That kind of... He, he said, don't be drunk like that. But get drunk on the wine of the Spirit. Be intoxicated. Be filled to overflowing. That's why we sing tonight like we do. Our God is Jehovah Jireh. That's why we can move and dance and shout. Because we, we're full of his presence. We, we, we want to be overflowing. And we don't care who sees us and who's around. Do you think, if, I'm not going to ask you to raise your hand, but have you ever drunk too much, been intoxicated? Why, you don't care who's around you, and you don't care what they think about you. You don't care about what you do so much, because everything's a party and you're laughing. Well, maybe that's the concept that how we need to think about be being filled with the Spirit. We don't care what other people think. Now, I'm not talking about being foolish and being a fool, but I'm talking about in our love for God, our service for God, our excitement and enthusiasm about our relationship with God. It doesn't matter. You think, you think I shouldn't do the things I do? Well, I think God's pleased with it. You know, you might not like it, but he does. So that's who I'm wanting to please. How about you? So we can see here then that we are to be filled with the Spirit, be ever filled with the Spirit, be being filled with the Spirit. And then he goes on to say, speaking to yourselves. Okay, now think about that. He's telling us here that it's the end times. In the end times, the evil days, stay full of the Spirit and this is how you do it. Remember, we're talking about power boosting your life. Speaking to yourselves in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. He didn't say speaking to one another, even though that's good and we should, because it'll encourage. But he said, in this be being filled process, he said, speak to yourself. You ever see people, do you ever talk to yourself? You ever see people, I mean, today, got the earpiece in, they're going to, and it's like, what, what? And they're just talking out and, you know, no, nobody even knows, even cares, you know, they're just talking out. But there's times I just speak to myself. I just speak to myself. You know, this thing that you're facing, and I'm talking to me, this thing that you're going through, this difficult time, and you don't know what the answer is, and you don't know how God is going to turn this around, I can tell you, God, Jehovah Jireh, is more than enough. He can do what I can't do. My faith is in Him, and faith will move a mountain. I just begin to speak to myself in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. A hymn. You know what a hymn 
hymn is. It's a, it's a, a song that honors God. It's an ode, if you will. It, it, it's something in the church. You know, amazing grace. I don't care you know, what denomination that you're in, any Christian will know amazing grace. That's a hymn. How great thou art. That's a hymn. And you say, well, I don't know those songs. Well, but it, there's, noth there's, there's nothing wrong with it. And as a matter of fact, it will be good for you to know some hymns. It'll be good for you to know some hymns. If you've not been brought up in the church and, you know, you've just been brought up in the charismatic movement and you don't know so much uh, about hymns, find out some things about hymns. They're powerful. And speak to yourself in Psalms. You know, the Lord is my salvation. He's my rock. He's my fortress. In Him will I trust. I can remember years ago, a lot of years ago, and I would get the book of Psalms out and I would be reading. I've done this, you know, I tell you, I read Psalms. I've been doing it for a long time. And I would be going down through there and all of a sudden, a tune would come to me to that Psalm. I think, wow, that is neat, Lord. I'm not even a singer. I'm not a songwriter, but I just, I just get a tune. I just get a tune to it. And so I, I got my, this is in the days of cassettes. And so I got, I've got a cassette with all my songs on there. And you know, it's not for anybody else to hear. It's I'm singing to myself, which I'm glorifying the Lord. I'm, I'm singing to myself the goodness of God about his faithfulness. And it just boosts my life. And it'll do the same for you. So he says, take these things, these spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord. Now, these spiritual songs, now we talked about hymns, those are the, the faithful hymns of the church. We talked about psalms, God will give you a current psalm. You can take the book of psalms and you can read there and, and put yourself in that, or you can have a new psalm. It's one where God brought you out and you're telling about your story in a psalm, okay? But a spiritual song is the song of the Spirit. And see, God wants to give you spiritual songs. He wants to give you psalms. He wants you to take the hymns of the church and go before him speaking to yourself and charging your battery, charging your spiritual life. Stay full by doing those things. You say, well, that just sounds so easy. Well, it's so easy a lot of times we just disregard it. It's so easy a lot of times we don't pay attention to it. Oh yeah, I know that's in there. Well, who is that for? Oh, that's for sister so-and-so. She's a singer. No, it's for all of us. And if you're going to stay full, you know, you may not want somebody in your prayer closet hearing you sing, you know, or I might not want. That's not the point. The point is you speak to yourself. God's pleased with it. And don't, you know, you're not there, you know, rehearsing for everyone else. You're there because God wants to uh, charge your battery. He wants you to do some things in your life. Amen. I want you to turn with me to Psalms 149. Psalm 149, in verse number three, 
Let them praise his name in the dance. Oh my God, what kind of church are we in? We're in a dancing church. That's where you are. You're in a dancing church. You know, we got that Holy Ghost dance. You know what I'm talking about? That's right. We got that Holy Ghost dance. We got, and there's different kinds of dancing before the Lord. I want to tell you something that happened to me, and it, it was weird. I'm just telling you, it was weird. We were in a time of uh, just a song of the Spirit in our church. This happened in the old sanctuary. And, and I, mean, it, I mean, the Holy Spirit was moving. It was a beautiful, beautiful time. And all of a sudden, the Spirit of God, just it's like He just set His presence down on my life. And I felt like doing a ballet dance. You say, how ridiculous. No, I'm not kidding you. It was like his presence just came upon me and I could just feel him. And you know, I shared, I shared that. No, I didn't share it with them. We were with a pastor friend. This has, again, been years ago. And we were with him and he started telling me what happened to him in his church. He said, so help me, this happened. He said, it was a time where the moving of the Spirit came. And he said, I was there. And he said, God's presence came upon me. And so help me, I just started dancing like a ballet. And I'm thinking, oh my Lord. God, please don't have me do that. <laughs> and I, you know, I knew this is not just me, you know. Now, I don't know how that pastor looked doing that, but you know what? The important thing was that God's presence was upon him, you know. And so when we say dance, you know, uh, because we equate, you know, when I, was, uh, when I was in high school and I know it was long time ago, okay? Uh, but, you know, when, when I was in high school, you know, we had sock ops. How many of you remember that? Yeah, we, we had sock hops. And, you know, I would go to those sock hops and we'd do the boogaloo and the funky chicken and, you know, whatever. And, you know, all this stuff. And, and so I would equate dancing to that. But see, in the scripture, that's not what, that's all a counterfeit. That's been taken. You know, Jewish holidays, you know, they just dance. They just dance and have a good time. Their weddings, Jewish people will, you know, just have a great time. And it's not all about these lewd movements or anything. It's, it's about glorifying God. It's about lifting Him up. And so here we see this. Let Him praise His name in the dance. Do you know that you can, in a dance, bring praise to God? Let them sing praises unto him with the timbrel and the harp. But it's scriptural, the timbrel and the harp, the instruments to praise God upon the instruments. And that's how many times the presence of God is ushered in through the instruments. Now look over here at Psalm 150 and verse number four. Again, praise him with the timbrel and the dance. I can remember reading something about Smith Wigglesworth, and it talked about how um, that he would get up in the morning, and the first thing he would do, and he was an elderly man, and the first thing he would do is get out there in his bedroom, and he'd just start dancing. 
He'd just start dancing. Was he, what, he was dancing before the Lord. He wasn't trying to impress anyone with his wonderful abilities, his agile movements, you know. He, he wasn't. He was an elderly man praising the Lord. And so we can see here in Scripture that singing and praising and making melody in our hearts to the Lord and, and using the dance to bring glory unto His name. Amen? Isaiah 40, 29 and 31. Let's just turn there real quickly. I'm going to finish up with this. Isaiah 40, he gives power to the faint, and to him that hath no might, he increases strength. Have you ever been at that time where you need to be invigorated, you have no power? And he says that he gives you power in those times of fainting. And to those that feel like they have nothing else to give, no strength to go on, he increases their strength. Even the youth uh, shall faint. And be weary, and the young men shall utterly fall. Those that have, uh, you know, the ability and the strength, the natural strength, because they're young, they even give out and they faint. But he says, but they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like the eagles. They shall run and not be weary, and they shall walk and not faint. In other words, you're exchanging your weakness for his strength. You're receiving from him, but it all takes place as we wait upon the Lord. Waiting upon the Lord is worship unto him. Waiting upon the Lord is getting into the presence of God. Does God have something to say to you? Always listen. I tell you what, last Saturday night, I got in my place of prayer to pray. I tell you, I was in my kitchen and I was going around the table. And here's my little beagle I've told you about, Maggie. And she sits in that chair. I call it her prayer chair. Okay, and Maggie's over there in her prayer chair and she puts that little chin up on the arm of the chair and I go by and kiss her, you know, as I'm going around the room praying. So I'm in there, but I get around to my table. I can even tell you where I was. I step into something. I step into the Spirit of God when I got around that table and God began to speak to me. See, God wants to speak to us as we wait upon Him. And I got into that place of prayer and God began to speak to me and he began to tell me, he said, the 35 years that you've experienced and all the, the difficulties and the hardness and everything that you've had to endure and go through, you're going into a different phase and it's going to be different. It's not going to be like the last 35 years. Yes, you'll have hindrances. You'll have things that you have to face, but that's behind you. It's going to be new in your future. God began to speak to me about that. And if I hadn't got before him, if I hadn't, hadn't been waiting upon the Lord there, I never would have heard it. And, and, and I tell you, God spoke to me and he said, and there's angels. He didn't say angel, there's an angel. He said, there's angels coming to help you in ministry and I, redemption, to help us 
new angels on assignment. We've known over the years when angels have come and they've been assigned, but God spoke that to me in a time of waiting upon him. He's got things, he's got revelations and secrets and things he wants to speak to you about your life, about what's going on with you. And I'm not talking about being flaky. I'm tired of flakiness. And don't come to me and tell me some ridiculous tale and that God said. At that point, well, if God said, who am I to say no? But I can tell you many times when I hear that bunch of flaky stuff, I just want to say, no, you didn't hear from God. And you need to stop doing that. So I know God speaks, but don't give me that flaky stuff. We need to hear from God, the Spirit of God. And it's important in the days and hours that we live in. It's so very important. But anyway, saying that to say, even if God doesn't speak to you, you speak to God. Somebody said, well, God spoke to me about 10 years ago and I hadn't heard from him. Well, you're to keep doing what he told you to do then. And he'll speak to you when it's time. Amen? Now, as I'm wrapping up here and I never get finished... I only quit. I never get finished. But really, each one of us have, have been given by God special abilities and gifts. And He wants us to use them. He wants us to stay full of the Spirit so that we can use those gifts and abilities for Him. He doesn't give us gifts and abilities so that we use them apart from the body of Christ, doing our own thing, being the Lone Ranger, I'm gifted. I'm accepted in the beloved. And so you pull away and do your own thing. No, God's calling for unity and harmony in the body of Christ and for us to get together, use our giftings, and do what he's called us to do for this end time. And I'm trying to tell you tonight how to power boost your life and get to a place where you can make a difference. When I stand before the Lord, I want to hear, well done, good and faithful. I want to be connected to a group of people that loves God the way I love them. That, that's connected to a group of people that I bring my gift in and they bring their gifts in. And we unite together for a common good. Not so that we can all go out and do our own thing, but so that we can be used by the Lord for this end time harvest that is coming upon this earth and be a part of it. I want to be a part of that. Don't you? Thanks for listening to this message from Pastor Nora King. If you'd like to contact us, you can visit us online at redemptionchurch.com. We'll see you back here next week for another powerful message from Pastor Nora.